is it, Harry? <laughs> All right. I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes of the Hogwarts Motherfuckings. And I am the manager and sometimes receptionist when they don't uh, come into work today uh, of the Northeast Flag Factory. I'm Jamal. And welcome to Black to Our Roots. <laughs> you know, God loves flag factories. Does God love flags? <laughs> the Westboro Factress. Baptist Church told me that God actually hates flags. Factories. 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 <laughs> and welcome to Black to Our Roots, a blackity black podcast where we recap RuPaul's Drag Race. Except this time, we have hopped the big pond and we are now in the UK. Girl, how are you? I am doing well. I am doing magnificent. I'm feeling, uh, what's the word? Gorgeous. Uh, mostly gassy today. But yeah. <laughs> like a occasionally toddler. Gorgeous. Yeah, occasionally gorgeous. Comes to the stage occasionally gorgeous. <laughs> anyway, let's get into this episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Let's do it because we got a lot to talk about. Series today. two, UK. Yes, Miss Thing. We're trying to. We're going to get through this because some of us have hard stops, <laughs> but we are not going to sacrifice the content for our fans. So last week, Miss Jenny Levin said, uh. Bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and she headed to the house last week. I don't girl. even know if she said that much. <laughs> I don't think she did. <laughs> she went in the back. She made a turkey sandwich at the at the craft service table. She made a quick cup of coffee. <laughs> she didn't <laughs> even do all that because key grip number five was like, hey, I'm here. Don't you, did you hear, you hear Rue coming with the chainsaw? You just hear some heels in the chainsaw in the distance. Right. Did you not just hear the shotgun cock out there? <laughs> right. <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Tell that I bitch will, to come I back will here. Tear this bitch out. <laughs> There'll be no limits for this guy. I tell party that bitch. Oh, uh, Paul was full stone face as Miss Jenny Lemon decided to eliminate herself during the lip sync against Mummy Sister Sister. Um, and the next day in the workroom, the girls uh, feel some kind of way about it. Yeah, so the girls come back in the workroom and they're reading Jenny's message. Uh, and notably, a few of them are upset. They consider it disrespectful the way that Jenny right. Which um, is a sentiment that I've heard a few people a few people share, that it was disrespectful of the competition, mm -hmm. disrespectful of the your fellow competitor. Um, we know that Jenny had her own reasons. And I don't know. I, I'm kind of torn because I can understand uh, where, Jen, where Jenny was coming from, she's through, she's through. But I also, I also strongly feel like you know what the tea is. Yeah, you know what you signed you up for. Here. Yeah, and you're also like you're also at work, right? You know what I mean? You're yeah. Job. But here, the, I guess for me, because I, you know, I will argue you that I can't stand when a bitch quits the competition. Mm -hmm. I guess the way that she did it, and we talked about this after last week's episode because it was Jenny Lemon. We were like. You get a pass, girl. <laughs> right. Right, right, it's right. fine. We'll Regardless, it. the girls are upset. They are calling it. She had been to like to herself. And why are we not calling it adoring ourselves? Yeah, uh, adoring or dude, there's a there's a long um, line of people who have like quit right in different ways. Right. Chanel, why are we not calling it mayhemming? Mayhemming on giant. Chanel did not quit. <laughs> Chanel quit. Then Chanel thinks she quit. Chanel was it's time for Chanel to get sent to the motherfucking house. And then she proceeded to throw the lip sync. So she quit. 
And then she, then she came out. Then she came out there. And her just... new, then she came out to the reunion in her New York and Company pants, <laughs> and told Santino, "These are five thousand dollars pants." And he said, okay. "You paid too much." <laughs> right. Right. So, so uh, the the fighting is not limited to the mirror. Uh, no, uh, to the mirror. Uh, Jenny's mirror message. No, no, no. It's also um, migrated over to the couch where Veronica is with us about that smoke because the girls are telling her that she should have been in the bottom, specifically Miss Ahora. Well, and um, taste, right? So the girls are they're going off and they're like, "Well, I don't even like Jenny was fucked up for what she did, but mm-hmm. I also don't even think Jenny should have been in the bottom." Right. Um, and they all look at Veronica and they they say they tell Veronica that uh, her look is what saved her. And Veronica is taken aback uh, because she doesn't she doesn't she don't think. Um, and I agree with the other girls because I, I think mask I, and a Medusa wig. I don't think. Yeah, I like I text I text you when that was going on. I said, why is Veronica sitting up here acting like she didn't fail in that challenge? Mm-hmm. You know what it is? It's because. Um, They've been kicking Veronica around like she's the bastard stepchild the entire season. So, I mean, I understand why she feels that way. They were not wrong. The look did save her. And we said that on the last episode. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is coming from a place of um, feeling like she needs to be defensive with the girls. Because one thing we do know about these series, two girls, is they are about that smoke. They are they are ready to come for you. They are ready to tell you that your outfit was an ASOS jacket and some poom poom shorts. Why were you in the motherfucking top? Per it. From right. day one. Right. So that does not surprise me at all. Also, I realized I was doing your part of the outline. <laughs> I was, I was like, waiting for I'm you to so, figure it out. I'm so sorry, sweet. It's okay. The um <laughs> so we don't have too much time for that, right? It's a quick in and out because immediately uh the girls are summoned to the the green screen television where RuPaul announces that due to the acceleration um, of the COVID virus, right? Coronavirus! <laughs> right, Cardi B comes in. Um, in the middle of the pandemic, this was filmed at the onset of the pandemic, and RuPaul is informing the girls, hey, um, this shit is getting out of hand, and we are going to cancel this production real quick. I'm yes. actually filming this um, over the Atlantic. <laughs> Fully on the Delta flight, transatlantic flight, okay, back to New York, right? Back, she's to, like, back to the fracking farm. All right, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take, I'll, I'll take some um, Pinot Grigio. Um, but anyway, <laughs> the girls, uh, so the said girls, no peanuts. I said no peanuts. <laughs> right, Michelle. Meanwhile, did that, did that, uh, did my friend come up from coach? Uh, so <laughs> the girls are all gagged. Um, and understandably so, because this is the first time that we have ever had the whole production. Well, this is the second time that we've ever had the whole production. This first time has been announced. Right. Um, and of course we're alluding to, I'm sorry, we're alluding to season three Mm -hmm. where, uh, Mariah, where they had to cut production in the middle for a couple of weeks and Mariah came back with a full beard. A full beard. Um, and so then we, we cut to a whole seven months later. Bitch. <laughs> Jesus. Remember at the, at the beginning of the Panasonic, didn't we all think it was supposed to be just two weeks? We were smooth set. We were smooth told, stay in your house for two weeks. Mm-hmm. It'll be all right. After, right after that, the Penny uh, the penny Hardaway will be over. And you can come on back to your regular, regular life. Mm-hmm. Cut to it is now January, it is now February 2021, and we are in some semblance <laughs> of a pandemic environment. So the girls go back to recording. Uh, with new strains. Produce- yes, ma'am. And that's on what? 
mutations. So <laughs> it's seven months later. Uh, and for those of you who cannot do mathematics, neither can we. Uh, this is why we talk to you about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, this would put us roughly in October of 2020, which means that RuPaul <laughs> went back to the U.S., had to uh, figure out how they were going to ha- handle uh the Sherry Weinstein situation, mm-hmm. and then also have the season 12 girls do their um, their finale lip sync situation. Mm-hmm. And then did season 13, uh, where one, uh, Tamisha Imam was ready to throw it all away to punch Candy Muse in the face, and then had to come on back to the UK to shoot uh, UK, to RuPaul Drag Race UK. So I imagine Mother is tired. Remember yeah. this. Hey, right, I was about to say, please note <laughs> please that she may this. be fatigued um, <laughs> and acting out. So, yes. so the girls come back and there are a few uh, notable changes. Some people have come back with uh, alterations to their face. I don't um, know that it was to their benefit. Some, some people may have doubled down on the <laughs> questionable haircuts that they had prior to the pan, the panorama. Let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, after we knew that the, the Panda Express was going to come into play with the storyline, I said, I really hope that after when she walks into the room and it's seven <laughs> months after the Penny Proud, Lawrence Cheney has done something differently to that head. I was wrong, and sister, sister came in and doubled down on that Carol Brady ass haircut. That's who I was talking about. I was, yeah, she was like, "Oh, you thought the bow cut was gone? No, it's now to bow mullet." Yes, girl, it's a full Westernality, bitch. Yes, <laughs> full Westernality. And a whore is the first person to catch the fact that sister has had some work done on her face um, and her teeth. Her teeth, right? And she has flippers. Yeah, she has some flippers. Um, so Did her teeth look bad before. I don't remember them looking terrible. I don't remember them being like noticeably terrible, but you know what they say about uh, Brits and people with teeth. Mm-hmm. And because teeth. Jenny has Jenny has some teeth on her. Yes. So um, the girls come back in. They're all excited. Um, I'm excited because my first thought is, hmm, I wonder how this the seven month time period may have changed some of the girls. In particular, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feature a, a one Lawrence Cheney, <laughs> so I was hoping in my mind. <laughs> that she came back and she was off her game so that she could clear up the space for somebody else to zoom up into that finale. Um, well, uh, they want to lead you to believe that. Opinions. But that is not... Did, now, did, do you think that they all just, like, Uber there separately because they all came in with bags? I feel like the bags were staged. You think so? Think you They were, like, what, like, fully, like, top model? I feel like they all... <laughs> I feel like they all probably arrived there earlier and mm. they were told to come through the workroom door with the bag. I don't think those bags were like literally them coming in for the first time because they mm. have to set up their drag. You know what I mean? Like I'm right. assuming that they didn't leave and leave all their drag just there and in place. No, absolutely. You cannot because they probably would have to incinerate that shit. Um, <laughs> so the entire workroom is completely decorated with uh, full-on party city decorations and there's not one glass of champagne, so I'd be over at Boots. Uh, we do learn that I said we are verifying the intel that I shared a few episodes ago that Miss Taste and Ahura do now li- share a flat together. Absolutely. Jamal, how do you feel it. about that? Absolutely over it. That's it. Just, <laughs> the divorce papers were filed <laughs> upon my knowledge of that <laughs> that living arrangement. Didn't I tell you that though? That I told you is, that's what happened. That and meanwhile, Lawrence is obsessed with it. And honestly, Lawrence must be beating off to it. I mean, shit, I would too. They are hot. They are hot. They're they're hot. I know you're not, I know you don't feature 
what was it? What would they call it? Tesora would be their group name. Yes, Tesora. But you know, it's a sex little group. It's a porn I'd watch. No, absolutely not. Full on Brazzers. Absolutely not. White Twink gets railed by. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not into Twink porn, and I'm definitely oh. not into that particular that that thing right there. <laughs> that that so, subcategory. Yeah. So the girls trickle in one by one by one, and we notice we are missing one color of the gay flag, baby, and it is mm-hmm. you, Miss Veronica Green. She's not there. Uh, and I initially thought that that meant that they had bullied her out of the competition. You know what? I thought, yes, I thought that too. I thought she also, in the environment that we live in with RuPaul's Drag Race these days where queens are getting disqualified left to right for indiscretions. <laughs> and this was also after the Sherry Weinstein situation. So they probably were like, we can't take any chances. And we have to take whatever allegations uh, you we think have. that she had some kind of... <laughs> Some you know, misconduct. You know, my head goes in all kinds of places because where the fuck is Veronica Green? And like, why is she missing? Is that had she had a breakdown? Was she? Because you know, the rumor has it they also knew about the Sherry situation and didn't do anything. They chose not to do anything about it mm. until it came to light. So I was like, well, maybe that's what happened. I no, 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 <laughs> a little less, a little less uh, uh, explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Veronica has actually had actually tested positive for COVID nineteen, and I was I was really really blown because I yeah. won. I like Veronica a lot. Yeah, it was sad. And also, and you know who else was now. blown? Tia Coffee. Yeah, yeah Miss Tia was on the verge of tears. When you you have like a best friend in the competition, Shao Ginger Minj, you know, <laughs> of course you're gonna be upset that your girl didn't come back, especially when like Loki. You have no other companionship except for that one girl who has been holding you down, even when you was doing that raggedy ass lipstick against Christina Mandela. Right. Why does this man keep sending me photos? Please stop. Uh, <laughs> anyway, speaking of Estina Mandela, the Brit crew sashays in the room in these party costumes. And uh, full mm-hmm. disclosure, someone already ruined it on uh, <laughs> on Twitter for me, but that's not my fault. I was live tweeting the episode, so obviously I saw it. And it is actually not the Brit crew, much to the chagrin of taste. It is Estina Mandela, Cherry Valentine, and Joe Black, and to a lesser extent, Jenny Lemon. By proxy of RuPaul's Baby. <laughs> RuPaul said, fuck that bitch. I still am not gonna, I'm still not over it. My foot will not be off her neck. Nope. So RuPaul can RuPaul has this hideous <laughs> yellow wig on. And it is, is, it is hideous. And she is actively throwing shade at Jenny Lemon. She is letting <laughs> her habit. He walked in the room and said, Francis Lois. <laughs> she wasn't even nice about the fact that she said, oh, Jenny, that's actually back up in here. Right. Uh-uh. That like, bitch. <laughs> she's not coming to no reunions. No. Nope. She's not. Take her off the Instagram we'll page. Be blocking, I, I will be blocking her gig. She will I not don't be even able want her to mentioned. call herself a rude girl. <laughs> if she does, my lawyers will be fucking calling. Okay. RuPaul, was, RuPaul got Miss Jenny Lemon right the fuck together. Yeah, she was over it. <laughs> Which, you know, again, when we said earlier, remember all of the things that we talked about that sort of led up to them returning to UK? Because mm-hmm. this essentially is the end of the marathon of drag race for her, in addition to whatever she was doing to uh, promote Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep that in mind. All this is important. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, the returning queens would plead their case to the girls as to why they should come back. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And each one of them gets the vote. They all said, Fuck Cherry Valentine's drag. We want Joe <laughs> Black. 
baby i want to know what it felt like to be not i don't it's just interesting i would want a clip of um yeah i would just want a clip like what uh what was going on because it must i would feel some kind of way if we had to vote and i didn't mm-hmm. single vote <laughs> not oh, yeah, look at it this single way. Wow. Oh, you're the second out girl. Uh, second out girl amongst a group of really fierce queens. Um, everyone knows Joe Black as a, a big star, a big entertainer in the area. Remember, Cherry Vine is fairly new. Cherry Valentine's fairly new. Mm-hmm. Maybe a year or two. Jack. And then the two votes for Estina were purely friendship. Mm-hmm. Purely friendship votes by taste. And the Mr. one Hort. friend I thought was going to vote for her did not even uh, <laughs> vote for Joe Black. Who? Taste. Taste voted for Joe Black. I thought Taste voted for Stina. No, she voted for Joe Black. I'd look, I'd look, because who else voted Go for Go look Stina? back, because Taste was the last person, and by that time, Joe had already won, and Rue was like, well, just for the, <laughs> just for interest say, let's see, who, who, you, who did you vote for? And Taste voted for Joe Black. Oh, well, damn. <laughs> Well, exactly. JK, Astina got a total of one vote. Uh, shout out to Loyalty. You know how I feel about that. <laughs> and the collectively, Cherry Valentine and Astina have both won going away prizes that are worth way more than the actual grand prize for winning the whole fucking shebang. So I said, not the, I said not the two hotel room night stays in the La Quinta Inn being of better value than the little Rupita badges they sell at RuPaul's Drag Race UK. I was about to say. <laughs> They got more bang for their buck. Yeah, and I don't have to fuck. don't have to wear them um, basic ass dancer costumes. So we get into the main challenge, and the category is Ruru Vision, which is obviously a nod to the classic Eurovision competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamal, are you familiar with Eurovision at all? Vaguely. Yeah, same. So it's 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 a long running. Um, I want to say way back in the seventies is when it was established. It could be earlier. Competition across the um, across Europe where acts are sent as representatives of their country, respective countries. I think multiple acts might be submitted for Eurovision. There's a whole uh, mockumentary about it on Netflix. Anyway, ABBA has competed in it before. Celine Dion has competed for another country before. Because as we know, Celine is full on Canadian, mm-hmm. and uh, she—I I, forget—I want to say she competed for France. I could also be making that up. Either mm-hmm. way, it's a whole big thing in Europe. It's—it's it's like, um, like a really, really, really pumped-up version of American Idol. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to compare it to what we got here in the states, so the team breakdown goes as follows: Team Joe Black as a prize for being voted back in by the girls is team. Uh, Tia Coffee, Sister Sister, and Ellie Diamond. And then mm-hmm. Team Lawrence Cheney, the winner from last week's challenge, mm-hmm. uh, is Taste, Bimini Boppity Boo, and Ahura. Now, <laughs> which team would you want it to have been on? <laughs> um, I think that if I was there and I was... Before we know what happens in the episode. <laughs> exactly. Before I know what happens, I would actually want to be on the team with uh, Sister and Joe Black and all of them because it seems like a more fun team. Minus uh-huh. Ellie Diamond, I would have secretly been wishing Ellie was somewhere else. But <laughs> I know I just, you probably would have been openly like, uh, "Can you go?" Right? It's just like, uh, I mean, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's the team I would have initially gravitated to because I would have been concerned that the other team would have been too focused on like mm, looks and. Be a Destiny's Child. 
Yeah. And I don't the name of the game in this show is to be funny. Right. So that yeah, that would have been my initial concern. Yeah, that was my initial um selection too. It's like, oh yeah, I cause you know, I <laughs> despite her out of the bag fashions, I live for tea and coffee. I love Joe Black. I love how grand Joe Black is. I you know, I can take her leave, sister, sister, and Ellie, but generally I think they're fine. Um I I fully suspected Team Lawrence to be a hot ass mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I t- was proven nice and wrong. So anyway, the way that this break breakout goes with the episode is Team Golden Girls, essentially, <laughs> versus Team Destiny's Child remix, um, a.k.a. Banana Drama <laughs> is the name of the Golden Girls. And United King Doll, King Dolls is the name. I thought it was King Dongs as I watched the episode. <laughs> uh. So the group's breaking to their perspective, uh, their respective teams. They start prepping, blah, blah, blah. We get out to the the main stage and we learn we learn and meet our singer, songwriter, and Bay M N E K is helping the girls with their verses. Whew. That human is so beautiful. It's good to see that he's back. Right, right. And, and actually in a judging capacity and not being uh mm-hmm. Uh, just relegated to helping the girls with their uh, verses. Uh, this is one of my least favorite things to see on Drag Race when we, the, when we watch them record their verses because we know that it does not matter until we actually see the regular the regular product. Yeah, um, but it's fun sometimes. Like I think about um, in season twelve when they were doing the Madonna challenge. That recording session was hilarious. So you got Crystal screaming everywhere. Yes. Um, you know, and, and it translated to the final product vocals because not one of them bitches can sing except for Jan. <laughs> Jada's like not knowing how to do a sexy whisper <laughs> and giggling at it the entire time. I was like, Jada, the essence of beauty can't do a sexy voice. It's very, right. very concerning. So anyway, Tia shuts the girls down with a real fierce rap. Joe is struggling with this Glenn Close pun, which is a shame because I actually think it's a really great lyric. Mm-hmm. It's like close to Glenn, like close to Glenn Close, but no cigar, which I think is genius. Um, and then Ellie and sister are doing something. Uh, what I, I mean, it's the truth. Yeah. <laughs> what we do establish prior to them coming out to me, Emini. It is really hard to say his name. His name sometimes. Emini. No, no, no. M N E E K. Oh, oh, yeah, her. Hard to say. Uh, what we do establish prior to this is that, that Miss Lauren Cheney is not a dancer or a singer, as but we learned in Cats or not a, not a damn seamstress. <laughs> but she's not a an fierce queen. Right. No, I might have to lip sync my way to the top, but if I have to do that, so be it. Uh, so Miss Lauren Cheney is struggling with both the dancing and the singing component of this challenge, uh, which is... Remember this. Uh, Taste gives us a real hype man, fat man scoop rap situation, which is cute. I love that Taste's <laughs> energy. I don't know what. Maybe Taste was just happy to be out the house. Her energy just seems really electric this episode. <laughs> I'd be happy to be out the house too, given her house race. <laughs> we'll get into this when we get into the mirror chat. The girls were not scared to go home for the sake of go uh, for the sake of being eliminated from the competition. They were scared of being sent back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lastly, my boo with the donk says, Bimini, please bring out your full Eliza Doolittle. I want you to just live in the streets like your, like the way that you talk, girl. And a horror essentially just moans on the track. 
And then choreography goes, uh, <laughs> okay, so it, it really, you really see, you really see how all of this comes together in the final product. So going through how this goes in prep is not useful because what happens is, let me keep it 100 with you. All of the things that people struggle with in the prep right now translates to the final presentation. Uh, because we see Tia and Ellie, who are allegedly supposed to take the lead for Team Joe Black's um, choreography, having this weird power power dynamic. Like Tia is trying to be inclusive and making sure that Joe Black and um, who's that other child? What's that? Sister, sister, who <laughs> Ellie refers to as not Nans, which they're not that old. J- Joe is well. 30. Everybody's old compared to Ellie. Yeah, Ellie's so like Right, but at least they're wearing more than fucking chaps on the runway, so maybe you should shut up and take lessons. Child. Uh, <laughs> Wait till so we this, get to the runway and what I thought yes. of Miss Ellie's look and how yes, they yes, yes. her slide. Gassed her right on up. And I was yes. like, girl, you gassed her up. I said, you need to pop that balloon, bitch. Pop it. So, yeah, and Ellie's like, I, and Ellie goes, if it were up to me, we'd be doing a cat, 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 cat. I said, girl, we saw that vogue during Rats the Musical, girl. I don't think you want to. I We saw that you would have been a full chop if you was at somebody's latex ball if they would have sent your ass out. So please, let's not do this. Uh, <laughs> Team Lord Shady has a much more successful uh, run at the choreography. Mm. Uh, Taste and Bimini are taking the lead with Taste being the... Uh, the pilot and Bimini being back up and it goes significantly better. Mm-hmm. Um, even with Lawrence, who describes herself as a fan who, who she said, I like a fan of a super group <laughs> and they're this super group. And I was like, yep, you sure do. <laughs> you are not getting it, but they seem to be having a more successful run. So yeah. All in all, as I said earlier, a lot of the prep, um, the notes from the prep translate to the final performance, and we'll get in that in a second. Yeah. We'll talk about the mirror chat. After we take a short break. We'll be right back. My hair is. Let's come on back. Bing, bang, boom. Bimini boppity boo. <laughs> Bing, bong, shalong, shalong. Right. Shabangity bang bang. This is nonsensical <laughs> shit. Chang chang, changity changy pop. <laughs> so we are back in the workroom after um we have done all the prep. Uh <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention this in the prep notes. All I'm gonna say is pink dress. And when this was brought up in the prep, I said this is kind of a weird thing for them to be addressing right now. Remember that. Listeners, we have actually to remember several notes. There's gonna be a pop quiz at the end of this. So make sure <laughs> that you are ready to answer the question. So the marriage chat is uh, not as heavy as it's been for the last couple of weeks, which is, you know, thank God, because the girls need to be able to ease back into uh, this competition situation. Yes. As we talk about a little bit uh, later, the mental health aspects of a global <laughs> pandemic in your lifetime right in your lifetime uh bimini talk bimini and lawrence have a, a really candid conversation about uh honestly not realizing how um expendable their uh role as drag queens were in a pandemic environment so we know in the pandemic million mil- uh, let me not lie about numbers i don't know the exact figure but many 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 people lost their jobs 
The global economy was just fucked up and threatened by the pandemic. They were laid off left and right. Unemployment was high as hell. And, you know, what a lot of people don't realize about drag race and drag in general is that there <laughs> that are drag not essential workers. Well, <laughs> well, Ellie Diamond is technically. <laughs> no, I was talking about the as drag queens. Yes. So the girls are talking about um, how quickly their gig like their gigs dried up and they don't realize a lot of people don't realize that a lot of drag queens that's what they do full time like that's how they make their money so when you hear girls like morgan and michael saying monday i'm at barracuda barracuda tuesday i'm at dream girls thursday you know i'm at this show that show like they have to work however many days to make sure that they can pay their rent and some mm-hmm. girls make more than others but what we did learn about the global drag economy is that when the world closed down and we weren't allowed to go out or even be in uh I mean, the bars and pubs that we're in, uh, <laughs> and clubs that we're in to experience drag, we are on top of each other. Right. And you cannot do that in a global pandemic. So, you know, they talk a little bit about um, the unfortunate financial impacts of that, which you know, really sucks. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Lawrence talks about her and her flatmate both being drag queens. Uh, I like how she didn't gas up her roommate. <laughs> Right. She said, my roommate's also a drag queen. No name like, drop, no right, cut right, to like right, pictures right, right, of right. her. <laughs> no nothing. Right, 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 right. She's sort of a drag queen. Like, I fully expect her to be like, I mean, she's a part-time drag queen, you know. Not mm-hmm. you know, not a me. Not a me. <laughs> right. Not a Lord and Shaney. Right. And Lawrence also talks about how like, she basically... The crazy thing is her nothing. flatmate is actually Ellie Diamond. <laughs> well, that's what she probably never saw, because Ellie's an actual essential worker working as a director. <laughs> Um, and then Lawrence, I think, I remember, I think it was, uh, Ellie talked, they also talked about how certain, certain places in the UK, um, there were no, like, parking lot shows, so, you know, capitalism is going to capitalism. Mm-hmm. A lot of venues, and then also, because there are fucking jobs on the line, venues had to adapt and change the format in which they, uh, produce right. shows and sure. also allow for drag queens to work, so we saw here in the States, uh, I don't remember who the, is it Voss Events? Yes. Boss events did the drive through uh the drive up drag shows. Uh, performing in the snow. Full on in the snow, but hey, make you make your money, girls. Don't go with pandemic. Do what you gotta do. In addition to shucking and jiving on uh online, shout out Britta Filter. You know, it means you if you means you gotta put on a goddamn faux fur coat and twirl to some Dua Lipa, you gotta do what you gotta do. Do a digital pan- show, cunt. <laughs> and that's on Puerto Vallarta. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so apparently in Scotland the girls also um, they were apparently shut down so um, all that to say when you uh, are experiencing the art of drag and this goes for outside of the pandemic environment too make sure you are tipping your artists and your creators yes please okay because this one as, as a performer myself quite frequently if we break even we are happy Mm-hmm. So now that we know that there are actual full-on like people's incomes involved here, make sure that you are tipping the girls when they are performing. I know I hate numbers when they bring out the microphone too. I hate that. With the fake ass microphone, can't stand that. Yeah, you ain't getting my dollar. <laughs> Sorry, and the pandemic give me a little, little something something. Sorry, bitch. Something, something. Anyway, let's get into the challenge. Oh, I hope no way you're talking about that. Let's get into the challenge. <laughs> so the first of all, let's get into RuPaul marches out in a fierce fuchsia number. Yes, I was uh, so here for that. Yeah, giving you legs. Uh, and we also find out that Michelle has had a um uh, an aesthetic change, right? This is 
this is probably around the time that she started with the white street um yes she went over to manila's house yes and she said do anything change me right 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 so Make me beautiful damn it right so we get into the main challenge right um which is a eurovision style singing competition uh both groups are given the same track is ding dong ding dong bing or whatever it's called that's the chorus <laughs> ding dong ditch is the, the name of the song ding dong ditch, right bing bop doo, doo, doo. ding dong the witches dead is the song right and the- bimini's like yay it's named after me so <laughs> <laughs> Group one consisting of right, consisting of Bimini, Taste, Ahura, and Lawrence come out. And this, when they started off, I immediately was like, "Well, my right, right, wrong," because right. they were on from the minute go, and it was it was great. Right, Everything. everybody had good lyrics. Um, mm-hmm. Something that I especially. Uh, thought about when they went into like their little mini i don't even want to call it vogue but when it went into like the isolated hand movements i was like oh work they got actual interesting choreography you know what i mean because it was everything because group drag numbers especially on this show are good for some tired ass choreography yes yes (laughs) i was like oh my goodness they give you choreography people have personality um taste and a horror i actually uh thought were great yep um and Lawrence, I think, held up because there was some concern about Lawrence initially and how Lawrence would do. Lawrence was hanging in there. Um, mm-hmm. Their looks were somewhat cohesive. So I thought they did an amazing job. Um, oh, yeah. And the <laughs> production was... Did... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, who do you think did the best? Oh, God. As for, I actually think Taste did the best. And mm-hmm. I, I viewed her as the figurehead of that entire performance. And what I loved about Taste is uh, viewing her as the figurehead and she didn't make herself the no. um the, right, the, right. the beyonce of the group because we know what taste gives and you know she will smooth give you a you know a beyonce in them situation right. um i think opening with a horror was smart because we know we weren't gonna get you know the most dynamic lyrics out of her the costumes were everything because they all represented their individual aesthetics mm-hmm. with and also still managed to be um somewhat cohesive, cohesive. yeah right like even Bimini was giving slutty spice, and I was like, "Oh, that's Bimini, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's Bimini." And the even the um, and maybe production was helping them. I don't know just how dynamic that performance was. I used all of the stage, and then the bringing in of the prop at the end of the stool for Bimini to jump off of. Yeah, seamless. It was how good. They they, they utilize they utilize all of like everyone's care like strengths. The only thing right. that I would give them down points for is taste. Taste's bra underneath that bash was coming down, and we saw a whole bunch of boy nipple. Um, well, you know how, what taste is, taste is normally bad about these undergarments per, periodically. So. <laughs> so the next group comes out. After this group absolutely slays it. Um, <laughs> Banana Drama is the name of the next group. <gasps> oh, my God. And what? so here's the thing about Banana Drama. And I text you this. Yes. I think they did a serviceable job. I think mm-hmm. that coming after the first group, uh, it's clear that they weren't as good. The choreography wasn't as interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they went back to the same like beats constantly, um, mostly because this is a team of non-dancers. They also did. They made a fatal mistake. And I knew this was going to happen when they were doing their prep. Tia was Tia had said, "Oh well, we'll go back and we'll just start slaying out and do this on the other." No, 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 no. 
You cannot give, especially a group of non-dancers, right. a cue to go back to model and pose without giving them something to work with. Because right. I have done many a number before when I said, just do this, and they look like a deer in headlights, and that's exactly what happened. But you're right. I do not think they were that much worse. And this is what I was saying about the other group. Production was clearly working in the favor of the first group to set up a narrative. Because if you look at the, the judges... You would have thought this was break up bye bye all the fucking over again by the frock destroyers. Right. And then if you look at the judges during the second performance, they keep cutting to Rue and Michelle just looking disgusted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, wait, it is not that bad. It's not, you know, it's not like a train wreck. Mm-hmm. People are people are doing the choreography. Nobody's forgetting their lyrics. It just isn't as interesting. I think that right. sister sister was doing an amazing job. Sister sister was <laughs> fully into it. She had to pay off them goddamn flippers she just paid for. Well, you know, yeah, and uh, she came back. She's like, look, okay, I know I wasn't, you know, doing the best pre-COVID. Um, let me come in here and, you know, attempt to at least get a top four finish. So, Which, remember that point. <laughs> right. So, uh, and, and, you know, uh, the wardrobe is whatever, but at least they're consistent. And we'll talk about yeah. the wardrobe uh, when we get to the judging. Mm-hmm. I thought Tia looked beautiful Tia did Tia look looks good so, them boots were pussy Tia uh, did look good and I thought it's great that she looks good before she leaves the competition because that <laughs> shit is coming yeah girl so let's get into the runway so we saw what Miss Ru- Miss RuPaul gave and she is everything tonight's category is a day by the sea what mm-hmm. I like to call it aka chaps and chips mm-hmm. <laughs> so the first uh, this is going to be real out of order so FYI. So the first queen I have on my list is Miss Bimini Boppity Boo. Bimini is coming down in this lace and sheer gown. I, with a a lace parasol, I gasped Mm because I said, I really hope she came back and she took all the notes about elevating her look because that that was one of, that was was what was going to get Bimini in trouble all of her runways. And she was breathtaking. Absolutely stunning. I was so very proud of her. I gasped. Yeah. She looked good. She looked good. It was a little reminiscent of that one purple look that she did, but she looked great. I thought she mm-hmm. looked good. You mean the blue look that she wore? Yeah, with blue. The, blue, my with bad. With the Cena? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought the details on the lace and the floral pieces were absolutely stunning. So full tease for me for Miss Bimini. I'm so very proud of her. Mm-hmm. Uh, up next that I have on my list is Miss Ahura, who is giving us this... Uh, she's giving us a bag of chips. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Much better. Uh, uh, and it, the funnel is the cinched in newspaper e dress situation. Um, she has these really canty chips covered in what I were like. I don't think this is daddy sauce, but I, it probably isn't. Uh, I think it probably isn't. They don't sell that stateside, okay? <laughs> and I think the look is everything. The only thing I actually did not like was the uh, sauce coming off of her head because that looked like a prop. Yeah. I wasn't too excited about it, but it was well done. Yeah. What I liked about it was that it was this marriage of, um, it was, she took the note of marrying her fashion aesthetic with some camp, mm-hmm. which is what she got clocked for on the last runway because what fucking monster was she? <laughs> <laughs> and I think she did an excellent job. Um, and yeah, chips and chips. Next down the runway is Ms. Tace, who is giving this full netted sea fantasy she has a starfish in her hair is, is her hair a mullet yeah i think it was like a, a little mullet deal like a rihanna mullet situation yeah her i thought she looked great stunning. she looked great and you can tell that she 
so she um, took that time in between performances to uh, fix her makeup because she did look a little greasy in the performance. Uh, so it was very clearly matted down. She looked absolutely amazing. Her body is fierce. And it was, um, she paid really, she paid um, a lot of good attention to detail with the netting as the cape piece because you could otherwise get lost in that particular garment. And then also the bedazzling on that bodysuit was stunning. Yeah. The details were yeah, at that point, I was like, oh, okay, well, Taste is going to win her first challenge. I just knew it was only going to be a Taste one. I just knew. Um, I would like you to take for our next runway, perform- our next performer, every single uh, silhouette she's worn, apply it to this particular look. It Boo. is Lawrence Cheney. Um, this was not her best execution of that. Um, Both of the Scots. Silhouette. That silhouette that she partic- that she typically always wears. So she's obviously wearing a Little Mermaid train, Little Mermaid bottom trumpet situation, and she's in all orange. I mm-hmm. think her um, she's supposed to be a flotation device. I think this is smart and campy. What I would have loved for her to have done. I think her wig looks beautiful. Do you notice that she changed her makeup a little bit? Uh, just a tad, but I mean. Nothing so significant, but I definitely noticed. It's crazy that we watched this show so much that I noticed when the girls changed their makeup. <laughs> it was a sl- it was so slight. Like it seemed like uh, she didn't carve her jaw as much or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, at any rate, I think she she looks she always looks beautiful. That's never an issue. I think the wig is beautiful. I think it was not as big as we know Lawrence can do. I mm-hmm. think her flotation flotation devices should have been larger. And I also think her flotation, um, her little tube that was on her head could have been bigger. We know what Lawrence gives in terms of fashion. And then the, what, what, what did it say? No diving on the back? Don't make me look. It was it was what it was. Okay, she was all right. <laughs> and, it, and it looked, <laughs> you know, I'm that looked like it was, her. That, was, that looked like it was just written in last minute. I. It, it was not to the level of fashion and detail that we know that Lawrence gives. Remember, she had a face mask last week of her own damn face on her wrist last week. Right. I'm going to say last week one more time. Last week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, seven months ago. <laughs> All right, we're going to go over to the um, to the other group, to the Eden's Crush, to that group's Destiny's Child. We have Miss Ellie Diamond coming down in a full seagull and a Boot. I don't even want to talk about this bitch. It was ugly. It was well, fucking who, ugly. Who are not seen the episode do need a slight visual description. She, so she once is, again, she is just some hideous ass fur. Once again, she's just some chaps, and she yep. turned herself into a seagull. Girl, boots. The, and the, judges, the judges went up for it, and I was like, okay, well, wait a minute. From because the, the judges up, had an agenda tonight, the, neck the judges up had a clear was agenda. Fierce. The neck up was beautifully done, and the better of her monster makeup that she's done since she's been there. Um, the, the bikini was a letdown, and I said, oh, she's still wearing out that chaps pattern. She said, you're gonna, lo- you gonna learn that I know how to make these damn, these damn chaps, girl. <laughs> girl, boo. Oh God! Uh, uh, next down the runway is Miss Joe Black in this yellow dress, and she is taking a um, a slight cue from the um, our food theme from Miss O'Hara, except she is all of the treats that you one might get on the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has wind churros swept. and one ham. She's windswept. Uh, Chelsea boy. And Sugarcane mm-hmm. said, um, you'll be hearing from my lawyers. Um, I thought she looked absolutely... This is how you do windswept. Yeah, you can clearly tell that she paid a lot of great attention to details. The ticket the uh, the ticket tie around her neck? 
Yeah, genius. she wasn't afraid to be messy. So it was it was a it was a good look. And she has a t-shirt out based on this look that is dropping at 11:30 UK time. So probably already. Go buy that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Everything. Uh, <laughs> Tia Coffee decided that she wanted to go back. Uh, uh, she went Ooh. to Amazon.com and purchased an ice cream cone, cone uh, costume and decided that it was appropriate to wear on the RuPaul's Drag Race stage. And M N E K. I sound like a computer. M N E K. I said, oh, she's supposed to be an ice cream cone. <laughs> I know what she was supposed to be. I was just like, okay, well, her face looks cute, but yeah, her makeup looked her makeup looked wonderful. Yeah, uh, that, wig that was not was, as flat as it normally is. That top was very confusing. And lastly, down the runway is Miss Sister Sister, our uh, third reference to chips and mm-hmm. seagulls down the runway. Now, actually, I'll let you bring it up when that that comes up down the line. Um, Basically, not, it's more of a draggy version of what a horror was wearing, I would say. Mm-hmm. The chip, you know, it very clearly are chips with saw. She has a seagull as a fascinator. Um, her makeup looks wonderful. Uh, it's, it's a nice piece. It's nothing to write home. And the war of, on chips, I would say that the winner is Baga. Because, I mean, how many other queens have had this many references to them coming down the runway before? Well... <laughs> And meanwhile, so, Bagger is sitting at home advertising KFC. Yes. <laughs> Much better. She is getting so, her on. Uh, overall, um, with the exception of a hand full of looks, actually, I'm not even going to say that because I would love to talk about that when we get to the judging. Go. So we get to the judging, and it's announced that uh, Team A wins. Woo! Uh, and then they all get badges. You get a badge, you get a badge, you get a badge. And uh, I was... I was, it was all right. I was a little upset because I felt like uh, Taste could have gotten her a solo. Right, so, absolutely. Um, but whatever. You know, I guess if you, you know, if you don't have to try to spread around a $2,500 gift card. I was about to say, shit, this shit don't be anything. <laughs> it's like, hey. It's like at the end of the Snatch Game when Rue's like, and the winner is, who cares? <laughs> RuPaul, like, reached down into her purse. She said, I, person said, I know I got a repeater badge in here somewhere. Hold okay. on, just give me a second. <laughs> okay. Um, I carry five of these on me every day. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I guess the people who make badges are essential workers because they clearly were busy during the... Okay. The entire production crew has on repeater badges. Right. So the bottom <laughs> girls, the the, uh, the bottom team, Banana Drama, um, is up for elimination. And we start with the judging. Um, so when we told you all to note that RuPaul was a little edgy, um, this is when it starts to come out. Cause yep. so- pull out your pens and papers, baby. Time for the right. pop quiz. So we start with uh Ellie Diamond and Rue and and in the commentary, Rue starts with the comment like this. I like your outfit, um, which is which I cannot say for the rest of the girls. I said, Oh, they are about to slay. They are about to slay somebody on this stage. Um and, and they tell Ellie that she was all right, she was just a little under um she wasn't like performing. So there's a difference between just doing the movement and giving mm-hmm. it like some umph. You know what I mean? And Ellie was not giving it some umph, which was probably also more noticeable by the fact that Ellie is a giant. So, you know what I mean? She's bopping around with a huge ass wig and she's just like lazily doing the movements. It's noticeable. Um, yes. So that and was that a ugly comment. ass top. 
Right, that was their comment to to her. And Graham Norton was a little bit confused about why the seagull was a bird. Uh, I mean, why the seagull was a woman. So, which, never mind, it's not important. I just get kind of confused by judges being confused by looks that just aren't, like, woman at this point in Drag Race being in existence. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Competition, I feel like. Listen, we're talking about the same person who dated Tina Burner, okay? So judgment skills are not at <laughs> the top of his list. <laughs> Child. Anyway, uh, <laughs> side note, <laughs> uh, Tina Burner probably is living for Sister Sister's outfit. So, <laughs> um, Bitch stole my look. Right. Next we go uh, to Miss Tia Coffee. And you see Rue's love and frustration for Tia. Because Rue is like, girl, what is going on? The outfit is chopped. And you have all this. Once again, I think RuPaul kind of sees herself. Like, Rue really loves specific qualities that she has, right? So Rue mm-hmm. loves, loves a tall, skinny bitch, right? Um, so Rue's like, you got, this, you got this height. You got these legs. You got this beautiful skin. And you're just not giving me what i need you know i'm glad that she didn't uh say you're a sample size you're so skinny right you're so skinny why aren't you um but she's she's just like you know step it up you know what i mean you're here and she she tells her she's like you're not a region she makes the comment you're not a regional queen anymore right right um which i have mixed feelings about uh so i'll briefly get into them mixed feelings um True, she's not a regional queen anymore. Uh, maybe, maybe not, right? Um, but all the girls are coming from specific places. Not every girl is coming from a place where they got bank and wardrobe to be coming on this show and giving mm-hmm. you... Some of the girls are coming and they're bringing you what the they have. Right. You know what I mean? Not everybody's courting the act and they're going to have like $5 million to be having wings, uh, prosthetic wings mailed over. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the girls only have... Bitch, I bought this on Amazon. And they're coming in with it because they are regional queens when they come on this show. You know what I mean? They're bar queens when they come on the show. Not everybody's coming on. So I think that that comment, while um, helpful to kind of get someone in the mind frame of thinking bigger, um, is also double is is it, it also is harmful to an extent, too, because I don't think that it takes into full account the, the, everything that goes into being successful in this competition. Right. So, you know, this is one of those things where we have to say that we're going to assume good intent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she cleans that, it up. Right. So when we, when you come into, come onto the drag race stage and uh, as much as we uh, expect, and I do feel like they do in a way adjust their lens for an international season where it's not quite, you uh, look, the U- U.S. girls are fully about to go into foreclosure. Okay, mm-hmm. they're missing, missing their insulin shots and payments so they can afford to go on Drag Race. So we do see RuPaul sort of <laughs> adjusting. And bag up. of chips is bringing $25 and some food stamps. <laughs> exactly. Or, or even just uh, even just Jenny Lemon. Because they could have read her the riot act for, them, uh, for those Crocs. Mm-hmm. And she lasted a smooth four weeks before they even asked her about what the shoe situation was. Mm-hmm. And they were much nicer to her about them damn dantils and before. So, you know, this is one of those situations where we have to assume good intent when she gives this sort of feedback and critique. And um, I, I am not bothered by the regional statement as much as um, I understand Rue's frustration. With, because at this point, we are, what is this, week five? Mm-hmm. Since week two, the girls have been struggling with looks. 
Yeah, I mean, but some girls are always look at Pandora Box. Bitch, some girls are just going to struggle in that department. You can't yeah, change. Yeah, but that was also wrong. season two. We are talking about 13 seasons in. Okay. All-Stars. Look at um, Peru. Look at Miss, um, and then look at Miss Heidi in Closets. Yes. Yes. And 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 what are we saying? And what do we what do we see as in terms of parallels here? They are also making up for it in personality. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. and Heidi had nicer things than Tia. Okay. So so the moral of the story is we get it. It is a this is a this is a conversation about access. Not everybody is going to come into RuPaul's Drag Race with $10 million, like you mentioned. Right. However, you could come into Drag Race like an Eevee oddly. And you don't necessarily need to make a bunch of weird shit, but you can still put forth, you just have to be creative and, and do what you need to do to make the pieces look better for the runway. And Chi Chi Devane did that. Yeah. So in Monique Hart, right? right. Um, and some girls are here for it, some girls are not. Um, some girls have that skill, some girls don't, right? Mm-hmm. So we keep going down the line. They live for Sister Sister. They thought she did great. They're like, you had the misfortune of wearing an outfit similar to someone who did it better. Uh, and, you know, Sister Sister and a whore kind of get into it about that later. And it was just <laughs> annoying because, <laughs> bitch, you didn't invent French fries with ketchup on them. So, <laughs> next. Yes, she did. <laughs> According to a whore, yes, she invented yes, she Girl, I'm the only person to do fish and chips ever. Right. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> finally, we get to Joe Black. And RuPaul takes the energy that she was building with Tia, that she curved, and unleashes it on Joe Black. Mm. Joe Black makes the joke. Michelle's like, "Well, you wore a cheap dress on the in the in the challenge," and Joe Black whispers, "She's like, it was H and M." Yeah. <laughs> and that, instead of making them laugh, sets them Ooh. off. Off. Yes. <laughs> so Michelle says, "That's a dress you could, I could have got from Primark," and I've just felt. I cringed with um, the secondhand embarrassment because I you see Joe make that joke about H and M and Rue. Well, says, they just right. don't like Joe. It's clear. <laughs> it's clear with this episode and the first one. It's not even because Joe is trying to give them right. something. You know what I mean? Joe's right. like, oh well, Tia, you know, made jokes and they laugh. Joe makes a joke. It's like, bitch, fuck you. What the well, fuck listen, you listen. The who, you know who, and, and that's on who. Elliot with three K's. So right. <laughs> some of the exact same nooch. So RuPaul, this is the maddest I've seen RuPaul since uh, uh, Shakespeare. I was about to say since no more fucking excuses. Yes, yeah, since since Shakespeare, um, and like, we don't need to get fully into this conversation again. But I understand where she's coming from because once again, it has been leading up. To, so let's also get into the small point that we're gonna wrap this up. We're talking about the, the the point obviously gets made that what were you doing for seven months? Right. And there's this big battle in the beginning of the um, the Panda Express where LLC Twitter was like, well, in this time, if you don't, you know, don't pick up a new skill, don't start a new business, this, that, and the other, you know, the problem is you. The problem is not time. And then the, the reality is bitches is dying. Yeah, left and right in a global pandemic environment that most of us have not experienced in our lifetime. None of us have experienced this sort of lockdown before. This is all completely new. We're all processing this differently. So this expectation that you walk out of uh, jesters broadly um, with some sort of new skill or some new thing is unrealistic because of the mental health aspects of the global pandemic. 
Yeah, so I mean, there are two schools of thought, right? So like Rue, Rue is absolutely <laughs> correct. If you're coming on the show, you need to come, correct? We now have, we now are on year th- 13 of Drag Race being in existence. We know what is expected. 12, 13. No, it's a 12 years. So the show started oh, at the point at the point of the filming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like we know what is expected. We've seen how it is elevated over the years. And so we've seen how the expectations have kind right. of changed too. So you need to come on the show and you need to be cognizant of that, right? right. No half stepping. Sometimes sometimes uh, uh what what got what girls got away with when rainbow in season two. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fly, you know what I mean, in season right. 13. Or you can do an Olivia Lux and you get a rainbow dress and you add some rhinestones to that bitch and you wear an over-ass wig. Yes. So, you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> So, Rue is right in that sense. I also mm-hmm. want to hold space for... Uh, Spoons. Yeah, having this notion that we are... This shit was filmed during a pandemic. Right. Who's to say that each one of these girls went back to their house with the being in the mental state of being prepared mm-hmm. to be like, okay, well, let me take this time to focus on my career, my drag. Right. Some bitches may have been contemplating suicide. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So Absolutely. I want to hold space for that. That this 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 myth of productivity that exists mm-hmm. under capitalism that's saying that you need to be about work, 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 um, is sometimes damaging. And so mm-hmm. and we don't know what's going on with these girls. We don't know what right. happened to them during pandemic. You know what I mean? During the or who they lost in that time. Like I mean who they lost. Yeah. And who's to say when the girls got the call saying that they were gonna come back? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I thought I felt like it was a little extra. I felt like all the, the screaming at Joe was a little extra, especially when you just gave another bitch the pass. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't too a, much of a pass that the bitch has a lip sync. Well, I mean, it wasn't too much of a pass, but I also it, it just the the favoritism and yeah, well, the way that it was expressed kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, and we we also know that RuPaul, uh, when she gets disappointed, it gets concentrated when it comes down to the critiques because when you bring back a girl like Joe, when you bring back Joe Black and Joe Black essentially is floundering. We have not successfully had a queen come back and last more than two episodes. Mm. In the middle of the competition. Uh, in the middle. Yeah, I mean, Trixie lasted two episodes. Yes. Kenya Michaels went home. Carmen went home. Yes. Um, who who else? You know who last? In, in the middle of the season. That's it. They generally send the bitches right onto the house. So uh, you know, it never really quite works. So when that happens, you say you sort of see, oh, well, the writing's on the wall with this particular presentation, and now it's, it, the disappointment, as I mentioned, always seems to find it, it gets itself concentrated in the judging. Uh, all of that to say, RuPaul does apologize to the girls for being hard on them and explains exactly it's like why. your mother after she beats the shit out of you, girl, so, <laughs> And they say, you know, are you hungry? Come right. Come Ma- like, ma'am, that's not accountability. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, God, they're, they're, it's I, I I'll leave it at this. You know, I think we're all processing this differently, right? So the amount of the everybody's emotions around the situation and how it relates to what we knew as normal before are different. And we yes, we need to hold ourselves accountable for those emotions and how we project those onto um, each other. Yeah, and adjust our expectations accordingly while also holding. Um, still holding them to a responsibility of standards. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, and they are held to account. They are held to a responsibility of Sanders because Tia and Joe are thrown in the bottom. Yes. And uh, we get a we get another terrible cover of a disco song. And I'm what is up? Tired of it. What is up with so these horrible of covers of like old soul songs? What so, is you know? One. You know they actually do. Those generally do really well internationally, anyway. So that's not surprising to me that it would have been popular. But it's the same way I feel about U.S. I'm like, why are we repeating fucking songs? Mm-hmm. Why is stronger a lip sync again? No, girl, do a new fucking song. There are tons of British artists that you can pull from, and you elected not to do that. And I, I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. get it. And in two weeks in a row at that. Yeah, so I mean, it it is what it is. Um, uh, and... Coffee. Yeah, go <laughs> ahead, go ahead, break it down. <laughs> uh, lipstick is terrible. Uh, Tia Coffee is once again <laughs> sloppy as hell. Uh, and this time, it, this time it's tired <laughs> because yeah. at least when she was against um, Estina, we said, oh, "Okay, the girl's fighting." Now it's just like, girl, I don't know how many times you can slam on the knees because we know that you you are in drag and probably not working right now, which means you probably don't have no kind of insurance. I need you to calm down. Right. Uh, and then you, and Joe Black is walking around. Joe Black knows she's going home. And I mean, I, I probably would feel that way too if uh, they read me the goddamn riot act the entire episode. I mean, I'm glad that she made it through the lip sync without quitting like she did the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it wasn't the most exciting one. I thought that based on the tone of the voice in the lip sync that Joe was about to give us something um yep. but so joe, joe is a cabaret performer she's just getting on the mic and singing live so you know what i mean yep. it's not necessarily her thing um, might be like a lusty broad on top of a piano right. um but you know but tia day, is sloppy and i can't take it and i really yeah. i can't do another week of them nope. giving her the pass for being sloppy for falling on her knees because it isn't nope. fierce nope. you know what i mean like none of it she like flops none of it is fierce and i'm i, I want them to do a, to do like a proper move like all of all of the dips have been terrible all of yeah. the splats have been terrible i'm looking at you blue hydrangea um looking at you Cheryl looking, Hall. okay <laughs> who who you want to talk about a bitch whose knees i'm worried about Cheryl fucking hole um yeah so that was the episode uh it was a blur yeah, it was pretty fast, but a lot of stuff happened. Um, no, it just, it just like was happening so damn fast. Yeah, it was. It was on Turbo Time. <laughs> so next week's episode, and we finally get the Snatch Game. And thinking about RuPaul Jaggers U.S. Girl, are we ever going to get Snatch I don't. Game? I don't want to see the U.S. Snatch Game. How about that part? <laughs> How about Jamal, who are you doing? Who are you doing in the Snatch Game? I am doing uh, uh, Mom's Mabley. Oh, I love that. I love that for you. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm gonna do Lizzo. Let's see. <laughs> and just play the flute. And just and have a vision over and over right. and over and over again. All right, folks, that is the end of Black to Our Roots. We'd like to thank you all for listening. We love you all so much. Wait, wait, wait. Much. We're going to wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, one of us has an appointment, and I'm, not me. And Girl, I'm, look, we I'm can trying do this to be respectful 10 minutes. It's going to be 10 okay. minutes. We're going to wait. Be, listen, I'm just trying to be respectful of your time. It's now time for our favorite category. <laughs> wig of the week. Tomorrow, who snatched your wig this week? My wig of the week this week. Oh shit. 
<laughs> you trying to remember who had to put the wigs? <laughs> trying to figure out who had the nicest wig. Right. I mean, the wigs weren't like there was nothing like standing out this week. Right. Right. There was no uh, stacking this week. There was no stacking. Yeah. Mine's probably going to be Joe Black. Joe Black's was good. I also think that Taste and Lawrence Cheney had really good wigs this week. Yes. Yes. Mine is Joe Black because it was um, the um, the the level of detail that was paid attention to in that entire look. The mm-hmm. having the, the treats in the hair. Um, I go back to you know I think what I think about all the time with the one swept look is sugar canes and how it really let me down. <laughs> well, sugar cane. So well, well that's, that's the thing. Sugar has nice drag. Right. So I don't want to fucking. I, Sugar has nice fucking drags. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, she paid a lot of money yeah. for it. She better have nice drags. <laughs> yes, and that's on what six figures to quit my job to do drag. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I definitely want to give it to Miss Joe Bot. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're tied. We're split. Um, but <laughs> if you would like to know more of our opinions, we have a few ways. Uh, that you can keep up with us. We want to thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. You were about to say go to our Patreon. I was like, it doesn't exist. <laughs> no, you not yet. You cannot go to Patreon yet. <laughs> However, there are places that you can go if you want to, and we would really appreciate if you did go there. If you want to find us on Instagram, we are at Black to Our Roots Pod. If you want to find us on Twitter, our handle is Black to Our Roots. And you ah. can catch us every Friday um, and Thursday. <laughs> Where one of us, I'm not going to tell you who it is, is live tweeting. Um, out. You can tell who it is uh, about the comments and the other person responds on their personal Twitter. So you fully know who's doing what. Um, <laughs> but we would appreciate it so much if you gave us a, a, a like, a follow, a retweet, a share. Because um, yes. we are trying to get some more visibility up in this piece. Um and we love all of you who listen so far. So we're we're only one of two hundred RuPaul's Drag Race recap shows. <laughs> yeah, but none of them are blackity black. So help make Drag Race podcast black again. Was that what happened? Did your mic go out? You accidentally pressed the <laughs> you <Sick. fuck. laughs> Woo, we are on what? Four cups of coffee. So we are on what? <laughs> Zoom. Um, <laughs> well, I look forward to uh, um, no, nope, nope, nope. Because I said that last week and I got my feelings hurt during the and disco it was episode. A no, I got my feelings nice and fucking uh, hurt when that disco episode came out last oh, week. Oh, see. Right. <laughs> so I'm not going to say I'm excited about it. We'll see what happens. Also, Nick, tomorrow's Bossy Rossi. Yeah, we'll see really? what happens. We'll see what happens. All right, I'm Twinkle Motherfucking Toes of the Twilight Motherfuckings. And I am Jamal. Bye. <laughs>